from the beginning. Right. Well, I'm a bit flattered because I would never have thought my podcast being a, you know, an educated, educative podcast. But I guess it is. It's not obviously, I'm not teaching criminal law or doing anything substantive, <laughs> but I suppose it helps people navigate law school maybe a little better. That's, that's yeah. 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 Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig, and as listeners no doubt should know by now, I don't have a co-host who introduces him, her, or her, or theirselves immediately after me, but I have a revolving door of co-hosts slash guests, so I will immediately turn it over to this uh, episode's co-host slash guest. Frederick, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks, Richard. Uh, my name is Frederick Diebel. I'm a first-year law student at the Bohr Alaskan Faculty of Law at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Um, and I used the first-year law student. I know Richard's not a big fan of the 1L, 2L, 3L system, so uh, I, will not, I will refrain from uh, using the the, that the American system, as you would call it, and call myself the first year. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, good to be a part of your revolving door uh, recently. So it's uh, it's um, nice. It's very I'm nice. I'm glad to, to be here. Yeah, it's very nice to have you, uh, Frederick. Like a few others, has contacted me when my my plea by email to send me a you know some kind of note saying you'd be interested. Uh, I received from Frederick, and we've teed this up. It's Great to have you on. What? Uh, just a bit more background, Frederick. What did you do before law school, and what do you do uh, of interest outside law school? Let's... Yeah, so um, I did an undergrad at Carleton University in Ottawa uh, in political science, and I specialized in Canadian politics. Um, I didn't minor in anything, um, but yeah, mo definite heavy focus on the Canadian side of things. Um, I think Carleton has a good program to offer. Um, I think it's one of the biggest political science departments in Canada. Um, so that's kind of what steered me that way. Um, outside of school, outside of uh, education, I'm the deputy mayor of the township of Naren and Hyman. Uh, I'm the one of the youngest in Canada, I believe. I'm a self-proclaimed youngest in Canada. Um, <laughs> And I do, and and to geographically situate it, it's about uh, 45 minutes west of Sudbury. Um, so, and uh, shout out to one of the original hosts of, of uh, What's Law Got To Do It With It, Adam, uh, is actually from about 15 minutes down the road uh, from where I represent. So it was funny the other day I was listening to it and he said Espanola and I was like, oh, wow, that's... <laughs> 10 minutes down the road for me on on the trans can so right um uh, it was it was funny to hear that for sure and that's um yeah i've been elected since 2018 and uh the next election my term is up um in about a calendar year from now so um yeah trying to navigate uh being in thunder bay and trying to be there for constituents and, and meetings and stuff so um, I did, I did a lot of traveling in undergrad back and forth from Ottawa to, to, uh, 
to my hometown to to be able there to be able to be there for meetings and stuff um yeah so that's that takes up a lot of my time and then other than that um i i'm a competitive curler um, okay so there's not too many not too many people um not too many people just in general in law school that that curl um <laughs> one of my profs walked in the room his first question a couple of weeks ago was who here curls and out of 30 people I was the only guy to put his hand my hand up and um then he started asking me questions and and this is one of the profs that does socratic method and then he kept making eye contact with me and i was like oh please don't pick me please <laughs> so why did he want to um, know why did he want to know who curled yeah because he started in a league and his 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 comparison was um you guys are rookies at this and i'm rookies at curling so his comparison was you guys show up every day expecting to be better uh as same as i would uh at the curling rink so um he made the made the comment again today he said i, I assume that um you know maybe you're only falling once or twice now um so he's making that analogy um with constitutional law so oh okay um, interesting yeah all right well that's a lot you uh, you know I, first of all, I, I don't know if I told you I would do this, but you know, in my previous podcast, I almost always used to ask the guest about a favorite movie or TV, but I'm going off that because I'm treating my new guests as co-hosts. And so I would never ask the co-host to constantly remind us what they're right. Yeah. TV. So I think that's going to be my new question for, you know, for, for future co-hosts slash guests is what, uh, what do they do of interest outside law? I would expect 90% would probably mention a sport or something, but I right off the bat, you've, you've, you've set the bar pretty high being a deputy mayor <laughs> as being an outside interest. Uh, and that is, I, I think we need to get into that a bit more because you're right. First of all, you obviously juggled that with your undergrad and now you're having to juggle it with law school and uh, maybe you can just get into that a bit more because, you know, one of the things a lot of students first year in particular think to themselves is because it's all so new, because they don't really know if they know much about law, because it's competitive, they basically drop everything uh, and focus on school. And that does change in second and third year for many and some people continue with their outside interests in first year but it's pretty rare so i just wondered if were you ever were you worried that you wouldn't be able to manage it all or all yeah that? yeah there's definitely some some uh, self-talk in my head over the summer being uh, just kind of not knowing what to expect or not knowing what the workload would be and it's definitely different from undergrad to um in undergrad i would usually uh, my meetings would be on monday night once a month uh six hours away so I would usually travel on the weekends uh, and then miss either like Monday, Tuesday of school and then be back in Ottawa on Wednesday or something like that. And I thought, well, that's not feasible. Thunder Bay's way further away and I can't be missing, you know, two days a week, a month. And um, yeah, so uh, funny enough, I, I kind of I did everything in high school and then going into undergrad with this under my brain and going into an election during undergrad, I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do any, anything else. I'm just going to do this in school. And, uh, I think, I, and I curled a bit in, in, uh, in Ottawa too, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I think now I'm like, kind of, I felt like I've missed out on all those, uh, 
extracurriculars. So I've actually, uh, I'm, I'm also elected as the uh, 1L representative of student issues um, at the Law Society here at Lakehead. So um, I've added maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, some more on my plate. Well, that, um, that is very impressive. So, uh, I mean, it, and it sounds like, so the deputy mayor, you said it's, what what kind of time commitment would it be? You said once yeah, a month a meeting. It, it's for for a small community. It, it's um, definitely less of a time commitment, other, like than a you know a lot bigger of a city. Um, so we have monthly council meetings. I actually had one over Zoom last night, and I uh, the mayor couldn't make it, so I was in the in the chair. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, so it's once a month, and then I'm on a few committees that also meet once a month, um, and then um, just constituents calling or emailing um, or just, you know, staff relations, that kind of stuff, uh, talking with other councillors that consumes a lot of my time, uh, you know, think mulling over issues in my head and um, kind of trying to pinpoint where people are going to vote on what issue, and um, yeah, there's, there was some a few high, uh, high topic issues last night and um, didn't know which way people were going to vote. So, um, you know, talking to talking to colleagues before that and stuff. But yeah, definitely there's there's a lot of uh, issues that I didn't think would arise, but um, like uh, snow plowing or garbage removal, you get calls like that. Right. Well, you got to be prepared for anything. But um, yeah. And again, compared to say uh, somebody who has in their outside interest might just be sports or movies or something. But I would have thought that there's actually things you do in that role that are going to help you in law school. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, def um, definitely. Like it was the first day of contracts law and the prof asked what a tenor offer was. And I was the only guy to put up his hand because we deal with 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 construction companies and municipal um, affairs and stuff like that. So, um, and reading those cases just made sense to me. Or um, I think, yeah, like um, definitely my knowledge of politics has helped me in constitutional law and heads of power and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely helped me along the way. And and uh, actually, kind of. Uh, one of my interests maybe would be municipal law because I've worked with lawyers in the position or um, we've worked with employment lawyers and municipal lawyers and that kind of piqued my interest to, to be like, oh, well, you can make a career out of still being involved in municipal politics and being a lawyer. So, yeah, yeah, no, there's a well, there's a natural fit that, you know, so many lawyers become politicians, partly because the two are really quite intimately connected in many ways at least public law is here's i've never asked a question on the podcast of a guest a, a legal kind of case law type question but i cannot <laughs> i cannot not ask this because i just wondered whether you are aware of this recent supreme court of canada case that came out about the city of toronto against the attorney general of ontario case which because again as a deputy mayor you might need to be aware of that yeah, it was uh, it was a big deal when when Mr. Ford announced that. It kind of shook the municipal world. Uh, it was during during my election too, so I'm thinking, 
holy like uh <laughs> you know if he's meddling in toronto what, what's he gonna do to us small northern ontario communities is he just gonna lump us into kind of a mike harris-esque uh, right an amount big huge amalgamation amalgamation yeah. yeah so um yeah no and then um following yeah i followed that a bit and yeah the news came out that it was deemed uh, good to go but a lot of people in the municipal world were up in arms about it and um especially a few political parties um that opposed mr ford were definitely up in arms about it so um yeah and there's been a lot of different things um i'm trying to think uh my my election was kind of coincided with the provincial election and it was in the same year. So uh, Mr. Ford got in in June and I got in in October and um, he was kind of passing along things to municipalities at that point. Um, and it was, you know, from my colleagues that were on council before that, um, it was kind of a different feel than, uh, than the last previous years of liberal governments. So uh, definitely a, a different feel in the municipal world after that. Yeah, we didn't know uh, what his attack on municipalities would be, or if it would be more or less. Or right, well, we we knew in Toronto what his attack was, but everybody else is kind of there's uncertainty there, right? So, but you you're always at the mercy in a, as we and and the Supreme Court of Canada seems to now have kind of cemented that in place. <clears throat> that, yeah, the know. the uh, the uh, creatures of the province uh, term definitely. Uh, comes comes to fruition right there yeah yeah anyway that's it's fascinating that you're doing that and i commend you for it i i assume your constituents are happy they probably actually like the fact that you're going to law school as well i don't i don't know am i guessing just uh, yeah um yeah it was a mixed kind of reaction when i ran um when i ran for for office when i was doing my undergrad and, and a lot of people like a big my kind of big pitch was that I'm studying politics what you know and a lot of people like oh what you know all these are your your colleagues are doing uh placements in MPs offices and all this and you're you're an elected official so um (laughs) that was my placement as a poli size student (laughs) right except it was ongoing and it was uh, yeah and it was real yeah gonna stand again for real um I'm not sure I'm not sure we'll we'll uh We'll see. I know there's um, the mayor has kind of given me a bit of pressure to to keep going, but I'm I'm unsure at this point. We'll see how far I can go with uh, this year at least. Try and get try and get first year under my belt and uh, finish up the term, and I have a little bit to decide after that. Right, so right, and that's a great segue into the other thing we wanted to talk about today is your being from a smaller northern quite recently formed law school and uh i don't really i don't think i've had any guests from some of these new newer law schools that are really trying to help uh you know in areas of underservice in canada and so yeah we need to talk about that as well yeah for sure um so yeah uh boralaskin um was founded in 2016, I believe, or the first graduating class was 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I, uh, they have three focuses. So um, the main three are uh, indigenous law, environmental law, and then um, small town practitioner, um, which is that third one was really appealing to me coming from a town of three, 400 people um, with some bigger municipalities around me. And, and growing up, I was like, ah, 
there's only one lawyer in town and everyone goes to that person. You know, when my parents are doing their will or something and they have to go to that person because that's all they got. Yeah. Or people go end up going to bigger municipalities because there's not enough option or the one lawyer is swamped. Um, so I think the, the, the small town practitioner really appeals to people from the north or smaller town people to say, well, I can go back to my community and I can make a difference or I can, I can be the second lawyer in town or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people, uh, not from, uh, not from Northern Ontario or not from small towns, I think see a real, real value in the indigenous and the environmental law aspect. Um, two things that are, that are really up and coming and really predominant, um, in the news. And I think in, in law that it's just going to go up and up more and more, um, as, as more things get uncovered. Um, so yeah, the focuses of those are, are really top notch. And I think those focuses attract people to say, Oh, you know, I've never considered Lakehead as an option, but because they, they value these things, um, I'm going to put that as my first choice in, in all of Ontario. So, um, so when it, it definitely, yeah, sorry, gonna, when, when you say the focus, does that mean that the curriculum is heavily weighted in subjects like, well, and I don't even know what the subjects for a small town lawyer would be, but that there is a real kind of curriculum difference between say yeah. Osgood. So in first year, we're mandated to take a indigenous uh, legal uh, practices course, um, as well as um, indigenous uh, traditions. Uh, mm-hmm. So for the first six weeks, um, both of our sections um, just, it's a real kind of six weeks crash course on indigenous people, cultural competency, all that. Um, and then for one semester and first year we do, um, yeah, indigenous legal traditions that mine is next semester. So can't, um, can't speak to it too much, but that's definitely one. And then I think heavy going forward, um, the electives would be more kind of focused towards that. Uh, you know, a small town practitioner might want to take, uh, you know, more wills and estates or more family law, um, or, you know, um, so. And I think probably less um, less electives in, say, business law or corporate law, because and right. more heavy on the environmental and, and indigenous. So, not necessarily you have to practice in those areas, obviously. Right. Um, but but I think if that's an interest to anyone taking a look at that law school, I'd definitely take a look at Lakehead if that if that is something that. That is of interest to you. Is is there something like um, even very kind of practically oriented? Again, I'm speaking. I, I I'm focusing on the small town practice because it's such an interesting topic that nobody else does, as far as I'm aware. But I mean, is there a course on say running a law practice? Because you know we don't. <laughs> yeah, a, it is yeah, very different in, type of business from mo- what most. Yeah, I think you know. in third year you can take a course kind of to because at that point you're a business person and lawyer um Mm -hmm. so i think in third year there they do kind of a small town practice um course to set you up for success if that's if that's the route you want to take okay interesting and yeah and as you said though there are are, it's pretty much all electives right like most law schools are yeah yeah i mean our, our like most law schools our first year is pretty set in stone and then um opens up but our 
there's uh, 60, I think we're 64 students in first year in total. So uh, we're divided into two sections and we're um, 30, 32 people each section. Um, we have all the same classes, just different profs and they're all at the same time too. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, kind of similar to any law school, but just on a smaller scale, I would think. Yeah, well, it's nice to have a class of 30. Most sections in other law schools are either 50 or at Osgoode, they're 70. So 30 is a, it's a pretty tight, tight, small knit <laughs> group, I guess, uh, which is probably great in terms of getting those. The other thing about your law school that's was unique um when it first opened, but now I think a couple of others have joined, is to have not, not have to article because you are what do they call it? Practice ready when you graduate. Yeah, right? it's um, the integrated practice curriculum or IPC, as uh, yeah. as Lakehead would refer to it. Um, yeah, and Ryerson, I just hopped on board um, with no articling. Um, we do do a placement in third year, so you get to pick anywhere in Ontario um, in either semester in third year. Um, to do a kind of, you're, I guess, considered somewhat of an articling student, um, yep. but you're in third year. Um, and so, yeah, so there's different classes have different IPC components. Um, so, for example, in first year in criminal law, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we're doing a bail hearing um, oh. in, in the court. A, in real, the a court. real one um, or a fake one? Yeah, fake one. Oh. Yeah, fake one. <laughs> Um, and then in contracts, we're going to be split up on teams and we're going to have to have to draft up a contract. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, it, the list goes on. I mean, you could do a little sort of practice test for every different class if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, so there's in first year, I think those are the, the main two is as a bail hearing. And then in the winter term, we're doing a sentencing hearing for criminal law. And then, yeah, our contracts uh, kind of draft up a statement. Um, and then in other classes, they're doing a bunch of different other things. And kind of that that practical hands-on, when you only have 30 people in your class, um, it's easy to kind of split up in groups and do it fairly quick. Like we're kind of, they just told us to keep a Friday afternoon open and we'll get, and they're some, sometimes they're graded, sometimes they're not. So. Right. But it really depends. Yeah. It's really uh, interesting because uh, to me, and I, I'll give a bit of background about my law school. So, you know, we're a university faculty that have been around for a long time. And it's safe to say that at Osgood, I think our faculty is quite divided. There is some faculty that just do not really, well, they, they do believe in experiential learning, but they, the idea is that it, it can never be pure experience. It has to, you know, be grounded in theory and, and include theory. Um, and they, I think they would maintain that it's so important to do three years at a law school of a university type education and not worry about the practical aspects. And that's what articling is supposed to do. But then there are, I would say another component, probably half and half and faculty who really think that this is the future what your law school is doing and, and that l established traditional law schools like Osgood are probably going to have to change because for one thing, being ready to practice in three years instead of four is a huge, you know, it's a, it's quite a, a bonus. Um, and it, you know, it, 
we have a barrier to entry that you don't have. Um, and, and I think that might actually start to, we might see, start to see changes in other law schools. I don't know if you've heard any inklings from. Yeah. I, I, they kind of mentioned in an orientation that maybe that this is the wave of the future, but um, I think, I think with, with this too, I, I'm, I, I like it. I like the idea of it, but it also gives me a bit of fear mm-hmm. um, in terms of maybe competing against other students. Um, Cause I'm, kind of that K to JD, I haven't taken a break and I'm, yeah, I'm 22 going into law school. So three years, I'll be just a young gun and haven't done articling or anything yet. So, um, that's, it's kind of a a bit of a back of the mind fear of mine to be like, Oh, well, what, what's another law student from another school going to look like at my age kind of thing. So that's interesting. You're right. That that is I think that should be a concern, right? And a lot of when you when you start practicing, no matter what you practice, whether it be corporate law or criminal law or what have you, the responsibility on your shoulders is pretty steep. Um, as a you know, as a first year associate, let's say, when you first get to sign off on things, and to even lose out in a year of articling where you got to kind of practice those things in real life with lawyers in a firm it it there is there is something about that i think that's that might be missed let's say in in yours although you said you do get a placement in your last year but i assume that's you know it's only is is it four months like a term or yeah it's just one one scholarly semester yeah so anyway well uh you know you've already graduated a few classes so it's (laughs) And I don't, yeah. we're not going to ever change back to our our system, I guess. The only thing that might happen is that we change to your system. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not, and, uh, yeah, well, Ryerson uh, has made the swap and, yeah. or has started. <clears throat> and uh, I also wonder whether it's really a smart thing to do or it really works and makes sense with small classes of, say, 30 people and 60 in total right whereas osgood has 300 students it's gonna first of all i don't even know how you'd find placement do they find placements for you or do you have to find yeah it's either either you can make uh your own relationships with with lawyers and you can do it anywhere in ontario so Mm -hmm. i mean there's people from all over the province that have ideas of going back home or there's people that are from southern ontario and want to stay and do their placement in thunder bay um so it's either you can make your own relationships or the school has a kind of a list of in-town lawyers or out-of-town lawyers that want lakehead law students and apparently um in orientation they had told us that it it took a bit of time for for local lawyers to to buy in but now um there's usually more lawyers that want students than there is students uh, so they're saying, well, our student last year from Lakehead was awesome. Can we have another one this year? Right, right. So I think the relationship with the community is is uh, getting on, and I think it's good. I Hopefully, uh, if it's kind of that safety net, too. If you don't end up making relationships with the lawyer, um, you can start relationships right there out of the gate. You can just kind of apply to the pool of, of lawyers that want students. So Right, right. Well, I think that is, it is really interesting. Um, and I, uh, I think 
your law school is one of those that you know a lot a lot of law schools are looking at just to see how it how it's all working out and yeah that okay so that's that is fascinating and uh i you know i thank you frederick for <laughs> enlightening us on a little aspect of lakehead and what it's like to go to a, a law school that does things a bit differently um and i think there's much more to talk about but thanks for your time all right thanks for having me